the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Prayers Heard in Heaven. God wants to raise up an army of believers whose prayer shakes the nation and the nations of the world. God wants you to shake the evil out of its dwelling place in your family, in your workplace, in the nation. Prayers Heard in Heaven is a teaching ministry teaching God's people to pass blessings with prayer. In the fifth chapter of James, the Bible tells us to pray for one another that we may be healed and that the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous person availeth much. The following program, Prayers Heard in Heaven, with speaker and teacher Valerie Sneed, will help you learn to pray fervently and effectively and truly see results in prayer. Valerie Sneed, with Prayers Heard in Heaven, starts now. The title of today's message is The Power of Cleansing. Moses had a stunning relationship with God. And God wants us to have that same type of relationship that Moses had. So in the last days, God is releasing a tremendous prayer anointing over the church. We are going to see stunning things happen in our prayer life and through our prayers. Moses had a desire of his heart and he speaks that out to God. This is Exodus 33, 12 and 13. I'm so excited about this message today. It's going to take you. To a new place in prayer. Moses says this, you said, I know you by name and you have found favor with me. Now, this is Moses talking to God. If you are pleased with me, teach me your ways so that I may know you and continue to find favor with you. Remember, this nation is your people. Now, notice what Moses said. He said, teach me your ways that I may know you and continue to find favor with you. He wasn't satisfied where he was with God. He wanted to go further. He wanted to continue to find favor with God. Where he was wasn't good enough for Moses. And then he draws God into his prayer. He says, now remember, this nation is your people. Now he's touching God's heart. Moses longed for God's presence. He knew that as long as he had God's presence with them, that they would be different from all the other people on earth, not just a few people. He wanted to remain different from everybody else on earth because all the other nations at that time, they had other gods. They had strange gods and they had idols that they worship. Moses' deepest desire was to know God. The cry of his heart was, teach me your ways. That must be the cry of our hearts, too, today. Lord, teach me your ways that I may find favor in your sight. Oh, goodness, this is a season of repentance. I hear that burning question already. Valerie, what is the season of repentance? Every year at Prayers Heard in Heaven, we take the month of September and we go into fasting and prayer. 
We go beyond ordinary fasting. No, no. This is a sacred time for us. And I want you to join us this year. During this time, we go in and out of fasting this month. And at the end of this message, I'm going to tell you how we fast. For the season of cleansing is a season of power through prayer. Moses had this relationship with God because of the discerning desire of his heart to know him. Moses fasted and prayed. He interceded for the children of Israel and God answered his prayers. Moses changed his mind when God had said that he would destroy the children of Israel because of their disobedience. Instead of God's anger falling upon the children of Israel and destroying them, Moses interceded and God extended mercy and his loving kindness, his presence to the children of Israel. Moses found favor in God's sight. Moses, like Abraham, was a friend of God. But Moses had a unique relationship with God. Many in the Bible had dreams and visions, and that's how God communicated with them. But Moses, ah, he had an extraordinary relationship with God. Exodus 33, 11. The Lord would speak to Moses Face to face as one speaks to a friend. That is absolutely amazing. It's exciting. It's intriguing. The Lord spoke to him face to face. Oh, it doesn't get any better than that. Moses understood something important about God. He understood that if God came first in his life, that he would have the presence of God with him and access to the power of God. Most importantly, Moses came to understand that relationship was the only way to truly know God. Relationship is how to get answers in prayer. The power of God moves through relationship. And Moses had a full grasp of that understanding. We will not see powerful results through prayer without relationship. All the beautiful words that we can pray That won't do it. It's relationship with God. That's power. Moses told the Lord when it was time for them to leave, to go into the promised land, that he would not go on the journey unless God's presence was with them. What if you and I came to that place where we said, I won't go forward. I won't do another thing unless your presence is upon me. I won't take any important step. I won't make any important decision unless your presence is with me. The Lord replied to Moses. He said, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Then Moses said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. How will anyone know that you are pleased with me and that you are pleased with your people unless you go with us? What else will distinguish me and your people from all the other people on earth? Listen to God responds to Moses. And the Lord said to Moses, I will do the thing that you have asked because I am pleased with you and I know you by name. God is saying You have a relationship with me. You're pleasing to me. Moses knew how to fast. He knew how to repent. And most importantly, he knew how to intercede for the sins of others. Oh, my goodness. I want to tell you something that happened one day. A prayer partner in Prayers Heard in Heaven called me. And this was an unusual prayer request. She said, Valerie, she said, a lady asked me to pray today. 
and to bring this request to the prayer group. And I don't even know how to tell you this. And she paused for a moment. I said, okay. And she said, you know, she said, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I said, okay, go ahead. She said, this lady's son murdered someone. And she wants us to pray that he gets off. She said he killed someone, Valerie. How are we going to pray about that? I said, I understand. I said, we're going to go to the Lord in prayer. And we're going to plead for his mercy. We're going to ask God to send someone to this young man to witness to him that he would receive salvation. We are going to plead for the mercy of God in this situation. And we're going to pray that he is sorry for his sin. And the Lord must decide. You see, the lady heard about the prayer ministry. And apparently she felt if anybody can get a prayer through, these people can, praise God, through relationship, established relationship with God. That's how we see amazing results in prayer. The cry of our hearts today must be, teach me your ways that I may know you and find favor in your sight. Oh, my goodness, that has to be the cry of our hearts today. Moses had a powerful relationship with God, and that was the cry of his heart. God's calling the church to an intimate relationship with him, a relationship that sets us on the mountaintop in every challenging situation, winning in life's battles. Oh, my goodness. My son had a major exam in grad school. I have to share this with you. It was so amazing what God did. And he called me. Now, he calls me just before the exam. They've been studying. He and his study partner for a few days. And he waits until right before, you know, an hour or so before the exam. And he calls me and he says, and I, you know, I answered. And I said, hey, son, so what's going on? And he said, you know, we're about to go into an exam in an hour. And I don't have any confidence sitting for this exam. I don't feel like I really have a full grasp of the material. I don't have any confidence to take this exam. When he got finished speaking, I didn't have any confidence either (laughs) that he should be sitting for this exam. You know, and I said, well, can it be put off? He said, no, no. You know, this is our only opportunity. You have to take the exam when the time is set for it. I said, "Okay." I said, you know what? We're going to the Lord in prayer. I said, put me on speaker so I can pray with both of you. So I began to pray and I called out to God. And I said, Lord, I said, I need you to send your angels, an angel to stand by each one of them in this exam. I said, Father, the exam that is set before each one of them, I'm asking you to tailor that exam only to each one of them. Let the exam that is set before them only be what they know. Don't allow anything to be on this exam that they have not studied, that they do not know the answer to. Let the exam be only the material that they know. It was astounding. When they came out of this exam, these two were jumping for joy. You won't believe it. You won't believe it. Only on the exam. It was exactly what you prayed. On the exam was only what we knew the answer to. There was nothing that we did not know. It was amazing. That was a mighty witness to young people in grad school. Paul said in Philippians 3.10, I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. He said, I want a relationship with Christ. That's the only way to know him. And Paul understood this. Isaiah 1.18, come now, it says, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. 
Though they are red as crimson, they shall be as wool. He wants to show himself strong to us. He wants to show his power and his glory. He's looking for that heart that will devote itself to him. That person that will give him their whole heart. That's when he's going to show up. Oh my goodness. It's so amazing. The Bible gives us everything that we need to know to have a powerful relationship with God so that when we need him, he shows up and he shows up right on time. It is absolutely amazing. Everything that we need to know is right there revealed to us in the Bible. We have to press our way to prayer. We have to press our way to be on time and the Holy Spirit will meet us there. That is a master key to prayer. It is a golden key to be on time, to have a prayer place where you seek God. And this is the place where your Bible is. This is the Bible that never leaves that prayer place. Even the glasses that you use at that prayer place, if you wear glasses, they never leave that prayer place. The pen that you use to write down the prayer request, it never leaves that prayer place. That Bible doesn't go to church. It doesn't go to the study. It stays in the prayer place, in your place before God. When we treat God with reverence and respect, as though he is holy, because he is, guess what? He responds to that type of relationship. Set your prayer times and meet God on time. Press your way to meet God. Praise him. Moses fasted and he prayed. During this time, a season of fasting and praying, I'm going to give you some instructions that are going to take you to a new place in your prayer life. In the Bible, Jesus fasted for 40 days, and the Bible says afterwards he hungered. Now that tells us that he possibly, possibly he may have drank, but he did not eat because it says afterward he hungered. It didn't say afterward he thirsted. It said afterwards he hungered. Daniel fasted and he prayed. Now he fasted, the Bible tells us, on lagoons. He fasted without meat. He ate no sweet, no fancy bread, but he was fasting without meat and going before the Lord. And Daniel got mighty results in prayer. Maybe you fast on fruit and vegetables, but you're fasting without meat. There are a number of different types of fasts in the Bible. Be sure you always check with your doctor before going into a fast. We use Isaiah 58. I'm starting to go into now those instructions for this season. We use Isaiah 58. It gives clear instructions about fasting, not only about how we fast, but why we fast and what our attitude is to be while we're in a fast. And then we get powerful results in prayer. Psalms 119 is amazing for fasting and repentance. You see, during this time of fasting in the month of September and early into the first few days of October, our fasting is about repentance and confession. This is a season to repent, calling on God and asking God to forgive us for any sins that we may have committed, anything that may have offended someone else. We're asking for forgiveness of God. We are seeking him. Many times I will go to the Lord face down and cry out to him during this season, seeking him, 
asking him, is there anything between you and I? Is there anything that would prevent my prayers from doing great things? Is there anything, Father, that's between you and me? Oh, Lord, blot it out and remember that sin no more. Is it something that I have spoken? Is it something that I have done? Is it something that I may have thought? Oh, Father, whatever it may be, blot it out. Put it behind your back. Drop it into the depths of the ocean and remember my sin no more. The only thing that can really get between us and God when we've given our life to Christ and have that relationship, it is sin. That's what can get in between us and God. When we meditate on the word of God, that's when we have a powerful relationship with God and we live in obedience. But sin can make a great separation between us and and God, between getting great results in prayer with God, we apologize to anyone during the season that we may have offended, or maybe they offended us. The Bible says, great peace have they that love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. You see, so we're not even supposed to get offended when someone does something wrong. Our response should not be Anger every time someone says something that's not pleasing or does something or they don't keep their word. Our response is not to be anger and resentment and bitterness because we become the prisoner of those emotions. Repentance clears the path for our prayers to move things in the spirit realm. Repentance is your Clorox and forgiveness is your water. And that clears the path in the spirit realm. God wants us not only to forgive, but to seek forgiveness, walking in the light. First John 1, 9, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, then we make him out to be a liar and his word is not in us. Oh, my goodness. We want to make sure that we always repent, assuming if we can't think of something, assuming that we may have offended someone, even God, and done something that was not pleasing in his sight. Repentance is cleansing power that will bring you into a season of holiness. This is the holiest season of the year, a time of fasting and repentance. You know, the Jewish New Year is October 19th, Yom Kippur. And at this season, you know, even the Jewish people also fast at this time. You know, they fast before the New Year. Uh, you know, prayers heard in heaven is fasting at this time also. But the Jewish people believe it's the holiest time of year where God makes a decision about forgiving sin. Well, I'm telling you that during this holy season, it is a time to repent and speak to God and confess. Maybe you go to him quietly in a place where nobody else can hear and confess any sin out loud. When we hear ourselves speak those words, it is powerful. It helps us make a commitment not to go back and say and do the same things over again. You will experience such great power through prayer. When I begin to celebrate that season every year, I want to tell you that my prayers began to ascend to a new level. I call everyone, nieces, nephews, cousins, aunts, uh, co-workers, neighbors. It doesn't matter who it is, neighbors. 
anyone who God puts on my heart. He has a tendency with me to start with my family, and they are so ultra nice to me. <laughs> you know, when I call them, I've never done anything or said anything wrong. You know, that kind of gives me, I think he starts with me there because it gives me the strength to call someone who might not be as nice. But I'll tell you something. It is an example in the body of Christ to do that. My training is that you don't have to have done something wrong to say you're sorry. That's the way I've been taught because the Bible says, blessed is the peacemaker. So when you're asking someone, have I said anything? Have I done anything that might have offended you? Is there anything between you and I? Because if there is, I want to make sure that I apologize. I want to make sure there's nothing holding back our relationship from having the fullness of joy and great peace between us. It is vitally important that we seek to have peace in relationships. The church has to walk in a state of holiness and peace and show mercy, showing mercy one to another. Vitally important in the season of repentance, a season of confession and repentance leads us to power. At the end of the season, every year, it feels as though someone has dropped me in clean water and then pulled me out. My prayers ascend to a more powerful level. I go before the Lord constantly during this season, seeking forgiveness for my children. The Bible says that Job rose up in the morning. It says he did this continuously and that he would seek God because he said just in case One of his children had sinned against God in their heart. He didn't say they had actually committed a sin, but he said, just in case Job wasn't taking any chances in case one of his children had sinned against God in their heart. What if we presented our children every day before God, our nieces and nephews, our God children, our grandchildren, our co-workers children? What if we presented young people before God daily just in case They have sinned against God in their heart. That is a powerful time to pray for them. It's a time where God sends forth his angels to stand beside the ones that you are praying for to protect them and to prevent them from sinning. He will send someone to witness to them, to talk with them. If we pray that way about them, there's a prayer covering. There's a prayer mantle that sits over them and it protects their life. It provides provisions for them. Someone interceding, standing in the gap for them. Oh my goodness. There are things seen and unseen dangers that they will be protected from. From Not only will they receive forgiveness and mercy of God as you intercede for them, but they will receive protection because then you are dwelling in the secret place of the most high and you are under the shadow of the almighty. And that is a position of power. The season of repentance and confession is a powerful time to go before the Lord and say to him, because I want to know you and be a part of your suffering, being conformed unto you, knowing Christ in a new way. I promise you at the end of this season, you'll be emailing me, telling me the great things that you were seeing in prayer. Remember the golden key, be on time to prayer and the Holy Spirit will meet you there. 
establish your prayer times, that as you go into the year, that your prayer times with God are sacred. The angels know then when you will be there. Always remember the angels aren't all knowing. They won't know when to expect you. They're not like God. They don't know everything. Only God is all knowing. So when you establish regular prayer times, the angels will be there to meet you. Write down your prayer requests. Oftentimes, I write my prayer requests on individual slips of paper because I want to see when those prayers are answered. I'll have a whole stack of individual pieces of paper and I begin to set them aside and write praise across it. Oh, my goodness. The Lord answered that prayer. And I write praise across that sheet. Oh, my goodness. This has been done for that young person. And I'll write praise across that sheet of paper. And before you know it, I have this huge stacks, this just stacks of praises that people have given me of what God has done. You will see great and mighty things when you see this happen. Your confidence in God, your faith in prayer is boosted to an entirely different level. It's vitally important. Write down the prayer request. So often we even forget what we have asked God to do. This is a season of cleansing that will lead you to power through prayer and a new relationship with God. I'm Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven, teaching God's people to pray. You've been listening to Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven. If you missed any of the program, listen next Sunday evening at 5.30. For more information about their weekly live prayer call, visit their website at prayersheardinheaven.org. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.